You're listening to Witch Wednesdays, your weekly podcast source for all things witchcraft in the modern world. Welcome back to Witch Wednesdays. I'm Steph, and I have a guest here with me today. We are going to dive into a really interesting topic, but first I am going to let him introduce himself and let you know just a little bit about his background. Hello, everyone. Thank you, Steph, for having me. I definitely appreciate it. Uh, my name is Dr. Herman. Uh, my brand name is Dr. Herman SJR. So what I am is a, a global change agent. That's basically a fancy way of saying a person that creates substantial change, not simple or slow moving or very easygoing change, but very effective, immediate change in whatever area. It doesn't matter what it is. So that's what I do. I train people to roughly speaking, to divorce from themselves, to be able to see things and do things that they couldn't possibly see or do. So with that said, my clients typically are uh, multinational companies, multi-billion dollar executives, uh, universities, lawyers, doctors, uh, law enforcement, uh, nonprofits, any entity that really wants to be what's called a game changer. And I'm a uh, doctor of metaphysical psychology. I'm not a clinician. I'm not a medical doctor. Therefore, nothing I say is ever medical advice or anything. (laughs) (laughs) Always good to know. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So we have a fun sort of topic today of transforming your witchery. And something that you said was sort of this idea of genuine science behind the metaphysical. So I would love to get into that and how you even stumbled upon this path, because you are very well educated, I have to say. (laughs) You went to school for a lot of years. Yes, I did. I, uh, as an example, it took me 11 years to get my first two-year associate degree because I, I, I'm highly nomadic. I work in many countries. So I kept transferring out of the damn districts of the colleges that I was at. I'm like, God oh, damn it, I got to start all over. <laughs> so, uh, but as soon as I did that, then I continued on. And that's how I have six university degrees, two masters, two associates, or sorry, two bachelors, one associate, one doctor. And sometime before I die, I'm planning on getting another doctorate too. <laughs> wow. So to, to further, yeah, I'm a nerd. I'm the definition of a nerd. I hate sleep. To me, it's a total waste of time. I wish I could. Yeah, I wish I really could study all the time. But um, to further answer your question, the second part of it is uh, what people don't know is that there's all the sciences, every science perpetuates and professes occult science, whatever you want to call it, metaphysical science, magic, divination, psychicism, whatever. Um, the thing is, the problem is twofold. One is the field of whatever you want to call it, new ageism, occultism, magic, hermeticism, whatever. It's full of charlatans. Um, I'm deeply passionate about magic metaphysics since I was about eight years old. So, um, so with that said, it's got a lot of people that just profess a lot of nonsense. They represent it in a very negative way. So the skeptics take them down easily. Uh, so that hurts the good people like you, like your audience, like myself, everyone who's really a genuine metaphysician or whatever you want to call it, witch or whatever. So that's the first thing. The second thing is uh, the academics try to beat the hell out of it. They try to kill the, the entire field of metaphysics or which whatever you want to call it, witchery, um, because they know that it's 
extraordinarily grand. And if people wake up one day and see that the sciences of linguistics, of uh, neuroscience, of hyperdimensional physics, all these things actually profess and perpetuate that magic is real, then you would have a very hard time controlling that population in the world. So it's not in their best interest. No, that's absolutely true. I am constantly warning the audience against what I call scammers because they are. Um, yes. It's really unfortunate that this whole area is so overrun with them because I yes. think it's just you know, it's obviously not regulated at all. Um, and then there's so many people out there who recognize that it is real and people can do these things. But unfortunately, there are just bad people out there who tap into um, the pain that people are feeling and use that to earn a quick dollar. I hate it. I hate it so much. Correct. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you. <laughs> you said everything I would say. I believe <laughs> it. And uh, hopefully one day in our lifetimes, it changes. But the likelihood, everything is possible, but probability is where you have an issue. Yeah, technically it's possible, but probability of it changing before we die is very tiny. <laughs> Indeed. Well, I love that you brought up this idea of sciences because that is something that from the beginning, I am somebody that needs to see tangible results in order to nice. believe in something. I have, nice. I never really, I was born and raised Catholic. That is the religion right. of my family. And um, there's not really a lot of tangible things that came from that for me. So when I found witchcraft, right. I really needed to see results in order to believe that it was real. And I have, yes. I, I find that it goes hand in hand with science, that science has proven to me that right. these things are real, these things work. So I love that there yes. is a whole scientific background that you get into to, to sort of talk about this realm. Yes, I am in academia. I'm a scholar. Uh, I'm Harvard published. Uh, I've written six books. So I, I also teach at different universities across the world. So I'm basically like one of those, uh, what do they call it, like a politician trying to change the world from the inside of politics. So I just have to be careful if I'm on a, an academic television or radio show, I can't use certain words. I can't say metaphysics. I can't say nature's system of interconnectivity. I can't say God, but it's the same stuff. It's the same damn stuff. It's just, you're watching your words when you're on this platform versus that platform. And anyone who's educated will be able to easily see that the sciences profess the same damn stuff that the uh, pagans or whatever you want to call them, um, are doing and professing such as candle magic, psychicism, uh, remote viewing. This is real stuff. And if you further advance your, your research, you'll see that government entities across space and time have researched these things. Have they found that they've been proven? The issue is that most people across space and time are not intelligent. I'm a very blunt person. I'm not politically correct. I'm actually watching my words right now, even though I'm speaking very bluntly. I'm watching my words on the show um, because 
whether you like it or not, it is what it is. Most people don't think for themselves. Most people are able to be influenced. That's why uh, all these different entities, business entities and, and influential entities, such as intelligence agencies and everything, they exist and they're able to be extremely successful. So they keep this knowledge away from the general public. It's out there. If you want to see it, you can Google or you can search online for this or that or whatever. You find all the evidences. It's just that people don't do that. And if you don't do that, then it starts to hurt people such as Steph, who needs to see real hardcore tangible results before she moves into something, in this case, from Catholicism into pagantry or witchery or whatever you want to call it. And there are a lot of people out there that need that help, whether they know it or not. If they're if they see the evidence for such a thing as witchery, spells, whatever, um, then it may help them to whatever percentage, 1% or 100%, to move forward and say, you know what, this isn't nonsense like those idiot academics are saying all the time, trying to get people out away from it. This is real power. You can do X, Y, and Z with magic, whatever resonates with you, whether it's candle magic, uh, psychicism, tarot magic, whatever. The variable doesn't matter, but the foundation is it's real, it works, and it's based on hardcore sciences, mainstream sciences, whatever you want to call it. I completely agree. I agree with everything you said. It's perfectly fine to be <laughs> blunt in that area because I don't think you're saying anything that my audience doesn't already know because a majority Agreed. of them have come from um, other backgrounds. Very few were born into a family that was already practicing some form of paganism or witchcraft. Um, yes. They they all sort of came to this knowledge on their own and they are trying very hard to find reputable sources and learn things for themselves. Yeah. So I don't think you're, you're telling anybody anything. They know. No, <laughs> <Good>. <laughs> <right>. <laughs> but speaking of the psychology and you specifically mentioned tarot, I yes. would love to get into how you use tarot as a psychological tool rather than divination. Yes. I think I've only ever talked about it as a divinatory tool on this podcast. So I would love to get your interpretation. Of course. So uh, please understand this is not considered right or wrong. It's just preferential. I do not believe in tarot. I use it strictly as a, a psychological tool, just as you alluded to. Um, so with that said, I use it heavily in my training. Again, going back to what I do, I basically help people to become agents of change, whatever you want to call it, captains of industry, ma industry mavericks, whatever word you want to say. So I don't work with people who just want to be really, really good. There's nothing wrong with that, but I work with people who want ridiculous transformation immediately, or at least as fast as possible. So the game changes the world. So with that said, I help them to completely destroy their entire thinking foundation. When you go through my book or sessions or training, whatever, you're able to begin that journey of just beating the hell out of your entire thinking foundation, your way of seeing the world, your way of seeing yourself, relationships, your, your family, whatever. Um, so you could see and do things you can possibly do. And one of the ways that you do that is through tarot. Tarot is the most engaging, beautiful, artistic, and fun tool of psychological transformation I have ever come across. I've been doing this work officially for over 10 years. 
across countries, languages, and, and industries, and unofficially by myself research for over 30 years. Um, and it's a beautiful tool. So I will take it and I'll hold out one card. Let's give one example right now, one drill. Uh, there's something called the Rorschach test. Uh, most people know it, maybe not by the name. It's when you hold up a card, psychologist usually does it. And it's got an ink blot on there. It's also called the ink blot test. And the psychologist says, so what do you see? Uh, I see a rabbit, I see a mime, I see a clown, I see a killer, whatever, there's no wrong answer. So you can use tarot as a Rorschach test, which I teach, get about 20 cards and just very quickly hold up a card to yourself or to someone else if you're doing it for them. These are not clinical or medical exercises, obviously. Um, and say, what's one word? that you summarize this thing with and don't give any superficial nonsense like, oh, that's ace or that's angel. No, go deeper, do 20 of them and then write them down, of course, and then go back, put the cards away, look at your 20 answers and do what's called a meta analysis. Meta is Greek, it just means above or beyond. And you're analyzing, you're divorcing from yourself if you do these yourself. Um, and you're saying, what do these 20 words have as a summary, as a commonality, and you have to dig a lot of times very deep because most people will say, well, that's just stupid. They have nothing to do with each other. Then you're wrong. Everything is interconnected. I don't care what it is. If you're not seeing it, then that's your problem. You need to dig deeper and that's okay. In the beginning, you won't see it. Um, and then you come up with that one word and then that one word tells you a variable about yourself at that moment because next week you do it, you'll come up with different answers. It depends on your emotions also and your energies at the time. And then you can move from there. You say, why did I see these things this way? Why did I give this answer? And then argue yourself and say, why didn't I see it this way? Why didn't I give this answer? So then what you're doing is two things. Number one, you're being an investigator and you're digging down to what's called in management root cause analysis. Um, you're seeing why you said these words and what they culminate to or summarize into and what that means then you're divorcing from yourself and you're basically combating yourself arguing yourself and this is more difficult you say well why couldn't this word that meant smile take the opposite the extreme and say why couldn't it mean death or anger or whatever you consider to be the opposite of smile. In this case, it's kind of subjective. And then you're arguing yourself, say, why didn't you see things this way? Why did you see things this way? So what that does in real life, number one, obviously, it teaches you the habituation to habituate divorcing from yourself. So you're able to look at a problem, a solution, an opportunity, a person, yourself, a relationship, whatever, whatever atmosphere, it doesn't matter. And you're able to divorce from it and see it from a different light whether that's one percent different or 100 percent different it depends on how often you do these things and that's going to bleed into every aspect of your life including for this show specifically into your witchery or your pagan tree whatever you want to call it with your spell creation you may have the best spell in human history but everyone can always do better so you can say okay now i can do spells i think tarot would be more um powerful or, or whatever there's no right or wrong way but 
or carrot candle magic i think i would do this better with or i can take both of these things and i can combine them into one more powerful thing and that bleeds over into how do you raise your children well now i have a better solution when my kid throws a tantrum wait a minute i've been doing this for 20 years maybe i should try doing this so it's like a domino effect of you starting to see little by little different things differently and produce grander results i absolutely love that it's not something that i have ever tried for myself but i can see exactly why that would work and that is really interesting and sort of goes along with the theme of what i'm doing on the podcast this particular season since it's been so many seasons um is moving a little bit past beginner and more moving more into sort of like advanced witchery where you're really doing things for yourself and not just yes um learning basic correspondences yes. and, and copying a spell like that can work in the beginning when you're getting your bearings but then to like move on and make everything your own and really um advance in your own practice and learn how to do things yes. for yourself and take it one step further i can absolutely see how that would work and i have never i mean i know about ink block tests but i have never um, thought about doing it with a tarot deck that has literally never occurred to me so, <laughs> that sounds like such a great practice and would absolutely be super informative especially because your answers would change if I from where I was on January 1st I have mentioned to my audience that I was doing all kinds of like house construction and like moving back in to like where I am now I would have such different answers um to what those tasks yes. would mean for me. So just to see how that could change over the course of a couple of months or year, um, and then how that could influence my practice. That is very interesting. And I think I'm going to start, I'm going to try that myself. Yes, definitely. Please do. <laughs> yeah. Any tool you use, and I've said this so many times, I use a tarot tool for everyone, like I said, and when I, when I do it for, for cops or doctors or whoever, some entities that you would pretty much say speaking from naivety most people uh oh they probably don't believe in that stuff most people that i've done thus far this for they don't believe in it they don't speak about it but inside they have an idea but even the ones that are saying oh dr herman this is just stupid why are you telling me tarot deck we need to learn how to solve crimes better or to diagnose better our patients whatever every time without fail thus far everyone comes back and says Dr. Herman, this is an exceptional tool. I really like it. I hated the tarot or I love the tarot or I don't believe it or I do believe it, whatever. And they say, I never knew that I could do this. And you can do that with any tool. You don't like the tarot? Forget the tarot. You have a religion that's against the tarot? Forget it. That's fine. Do it with uh, with uh, leaves. Do it with landscape. Do it with painting. Do it with what when you look into your your coffee at Starbucks or whatever look at the shapes that it forms you can do this with any variable it doesn't matter like you said in your previous show when you were talking about uh back to basics or something like that and how to build yourself even more a recent show you did where you said all you need is yourself and your energy it doesn't matter if you have candles or tarot or whatever it's all inside you so it's the same thing with this drill it doesn't matter if you use tarot or something else it all works the same way yeah, it's really about diving deeper into your own mind and understanding yourself better, which I think really is the basis of yes. witchcraft practice is getting to know yourself. And I think a big part of it for my listeners is being able to do things for themselves and make these changes for themselves because they came from a background where that wasn't really an option. And now they are learning right. that they are capable. Yes.
So I absolutely love that they can go even further with this and tap into their own powers because I think that's a lot of you know, what witchcraft is or sort of transforming and making these changes um, is learning that you actually have the power to do all of these things and make large scale changes, like you said. Absolutely. Absolutely. I agree. So do you have any other um, tools or drills that you could recommend um, for somebody who's just like diving into this and really doesn't understand metaphysical psychology? Is there a good place for them to start? <laughs> sure, sure. So um, if you're talking specifically of metaphysics or metaphysical psychology or witchery or, or the whole umbrella, I'm going to say, um, one of the best ways to start with is, is just to see the change that it gives very similar to what you said, where you like to see tangible results. And with anybody, uh, it's very different theory versus practice. Even if you're one of the people that likes to, that doesn't care too much for tangible results. Uh, I don't need to see the numbers. I just want to get into magic. That's fine. But everyone uh, resonates more with hardcore evidences. Um, whatever it is, it doesn't matter. So one of the things you can do is do these drills that Steph is saying on, on her show in the beginning, uh, sorry, I, I'm trying to remember the title of that show, going back to basics or whatever it is, or any of the other shows, the drill that I just gave, go in to see, type in a search engine, uh, science of magic, science behind metaphysics, and really try to even if you're not a studious person and you hate school, you hate studying, just give it a few videos and see what's out there and what is real versus the nonsense that people attack. Oh, metaphysics is complete garbage. It's full of liars and charlatans. And just see that it is something that's real. It's been used across history, space, and time for real hardcore results. I would say that would be the first thing and then from there, it would be good to get into, well, how is it used? Well, how it's used is very, um, it's covered up very, uh, very heavily. So for example, when you're in New Ageism or witchery or whatever you want to call it, then it's obvious. They say, this is witchcraft, this is magic. That's obvious. But when you get into business, when you get into academia, when you get into marketing and influencing people, when you get into linguistics and what's called linguistic framing, that's just a scholarly word for reframe your sentence so it's more positive or negative or neutral, whatever you want to do. So one of the things you can do is you can see how these things are the same they're the same rules. There are very few rules in nature, okay? On this planet of humans, we have trillions of rules. You got municipal rules, copyright uh, laws, uh, tax law, criminal law, all this nonsense. But in nature, there are very few rules. And if you can see those rules and you master them, I don't care what you want to do. It doesn't matter where you come from, what your background is, what your education is. If you have no education, whatever. If you want to be the next Oprah, the next Tony Robbins, whatever, you're going to be able to do it far better, far faster, and far more powerfully than the people who have, I'm going to say, regular education or don't have anything because you 
you started to familiarize yourself with the examples behind metaphysics, the magic of metaphysics. How is metaphysics used? And I'm giving a very basic answer. I want to go very deep, but the show would be three hours. And I wish <laughs> it was longer than, you know, the 30 or 45 minutes here. But oh, that's yeah. where you can start out. And, and, and I do have books that do that. I do have a, a tarot book of metaphysical, um, uh, excuse me, psychological tarot drills. It's only like, I think, 50 or 70 pages, but they're perpetual drills because they change every time you do them. So you get the book and you can use it for 20 years. And it doesn't matter if you get my book, if you get something else, it doesn't matter. Just familiarize with the examples of real results. Go and look up uh, Dr. Joe Dispenza. Go and look up uh, Dr. Fred Allen Wolf, the quantum physicist uh, who is in the secret movie. Also, what the bleep do we know? Uh, go look at Dr. John Hagel and the other quantum physicist who was in secret. These are real things. It's just that it's hidden from the per the people, the public, for obvious reasons. Right. Well, in I, I think we have a little time left to jump into the next one. <laughs> um, you also <laughs> have something that you call the, or well, is called nature's system of interconnectivity. So I would like to jump into that, switch over a little bit, and have you explain what that means to the audience. <laughs> Sure. So I, I say system of the system of interconnectivity almost always. I sometimes say nature's system of interconnectivity when I'm not talking with, you know, stuffy academics on an <laughs> academic show or something. Because if I say nature, they're going to be like, oh, he's an idiot that just uh, does all this hippie crap and everything. And it's like, no, you're the uneducated one. It's the same stuff. I'm just using different words. Uh, so system of interconnectivity is is just that it shows you that everything is related and i mean everything no exception whatsoever and if you don't see it if i don't see it one time one day if i'm looking at, i've been doing this for over 30 years then it's my fault then you're not looking deep enough so these things that i'm speaking of that you're speaking of on this show they're all interconnected and they've all been known by X amount of people, a small amount of people, unfortunately, um, to be real. So when I train, let's say uh, I'm training doctors, okay? I'm training them on fundamentals of quantum physics and how they're related to fundamentals of music theory, how those two things are related to molecular gastronomy, which is uh, high level cooking, how those three things are related to uh, pet care, whether you have a dog, pet, uh, dog, cat, turtle, whatever, it doesn't matter. How those four things are related to diagnosing a patient. Now, most people would say, you're an idiot, Dr. Herman. This is just, all right, I want my money back. You're just stupid. <laughs> you're not making any sense. None of this stuff is related. No, it is related. What you have just, just told me right there, you've revealed that you have limited thinking. You're not able to go down to the foundation, the universal, the root cause, whatever word you want to call it, it doesn't matter, and see how things are interconnected. When you study systems theory, whether it's chaos systems, adaptive systems, general systems, whatever, um, you see these things. So forget about pagantry and new ageism or whatever you want to call it. Academics and IT executives and consultants who get millions of dollars every year, they know these things. They know that everything's connected. If you discipline your kid, it's going to have an effect on them and it's going to have an effect on the parties that they engage with in the immediacy. 
as well as later if you habituate that punishment. And if you engage with employees in positive or negative way, it's going to have a positive or negative output for them, for you, and to the customers. Everything's interconnected. It's like that phrase. Um, I don't like using cliches, but it's like that phrase where something like, if you smile, smile at one person, you never know what it's going to do, the domino effect it's going to do. That's actually true. That's not a bunch of nonsense. So a system of interconnectivity is basically getting you to realize that if you study just the few laws in nature or universe creation, Gaia, whatever you want to call it, you'll be a master at being able to see things far faster and far better and come up with solutions that are far grander. Uh, I'll give you a real world example here. So one example that I give in almost every one of my trainings is a computer programmer. So let's say, uh, Steph, you and I are computer programmers and we have a boss, let's say Sally, okay? So we report to Sally and she says, hey, the company is bleeding uh, $2.5 million in revenue every year. That's about $50,000 a year, if I, a week, if I remember that calculation properly. In operational systems, just IT systems, um, it's bleeding revenue. So go fix it. And for whatever reason, Steph, you and I work differently. We work alone. We don't come together on the project. So I go to Sally and I say, I got it. Here's a fix. Here's a patch in computer programming. Forgive me if you're, you and your audience know this. A uh, patch is something that fixes a computer programming issue. So I give a patch of 100 lines of code. And it works beautifully. They run it through, they do the testing, all that stuff, they roll it out. From that day forward, not one penny can be lost from that operational inefficiency. So I have saved the company $2.5 million. In, in Sally's eyes, I've become a godsend. So I will always be the contact point from that point on for any issue that Sally has. And my opportunities just went up tremendously. Now you come and you completely kill me. You do the same thing, but you have five lines of code. So they do the same thing. They run the test. They roll it out. It does the same thing. So you and I, we accomplished our objective, but you saw it on a more fundamental level. You saw the problem and you saw and you said, we don't need these other 95 lines of code. That's just superficial. That would create noise or nonsense, distraction, whatever you want to call it. So you have saved the company $2.5 million in revenue every year, obviously, but furthermore, uh, what's more is you save the company more money on maintenance, on expansiveness. So in the future, when they want to build upon that system, which most likely they will because it's an IT system, they only have to run that new thing that they want to build upon against five lines of code instead of 100 lines of code. And the more codes you have, lines of code you have, the more probability that something could go wrong, just like any system. The more variables you have, the more probability something could go wrong. So... That's what this is. The system of interconnectivity beats the hell out of your brain, out of your mindset and sees, says, no, stop 
functioning on autopilot, slow down, see things differently, and look and see how this is related, this is related, this is related. So when you're coming up with a solution, if you need a marketing campaign for your podcast, if you want to create a book for uh, for witchery, you want to do uh, whatever, pagan book, whatever, it doesn't matter. Um, you're able to create something, but then say, wait a minute, I can throw this sentence in that uses linguistic primal words, which are words that attract people on a subconscious level to be able to get these people that normally I couldn't get. And I can, this is all theoretical, no guarantee, of course, I can probability get X amount of sales more and they can recommend me to these people. Or I have a business and I can use this logo because this subscribes to this kind of person that I want to get and it gets people in the door more, higher probability again. Um, so you see what we're doing? We're bouncing around a lot and you want to do that. That's why I call this package or whatever you want to call it loosely holistic vision and i define it as the ability to see the foundation and interconnectivity of all atmospheres and if you study the greatest thinkers across human history across space and time there is only one commonality that they all had the ability to see the foundation of something whether they were an expert in one field or 20 fields like leonardo da vinci and apply that foundation, that universe of that algorithm, that rule, that concept, whatever word you want to call it, in seemingly unrelated fields. And if you apply these themes in pagantry or magic or occult science, you will be kick-ass phenomenal in whatever you do very quickly. As long as you continue doing these drills and this habituation of divorce and system of inter inter interconnectivity and everything. I, that was such a great answer. <laughs> like, oh, thank you. I, <laughs> Stay I up so all many, night for that. <laughs> I was like, oh, I have so many things that I need to like look into and research for my own practice, but it's really a great way to sort of grow and learn not only to do things for yourself, but then to change it up. But that is something that people question a lot when they are going down this witchcraft path that they're like, well, it's not working fast enough. I'm not seeing results. And yes. your whole system is about changing that mindset and yes. getting down to the foundations. So you can really learn how to make those changes for yourself, make things manifest faster for yourself. Um, so that is super interesting. And I, listeners, I am going to have absolutely everything linked. Um, so you can look into this more. Um, absolutely. Cause I know you want to do more research. Like no, no, tease them. Don't link anything. Tease them. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to have to find it all on your own. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> well, I think we are about the, at the end of our time. So just want to say thank you so much for being here and providing all of your expertise um, and talking about this topic, because I know that it is really important and interesting for my listeners because this has come up a lot about everything that you covered and how to sort of make these these changes and tweaks and learn these things for yourself so thank you so much for being yes. here and thank you so much i greatly appreciate the show we need a tremendous more uh, people like you in this podcast to to educate the people because in these times people are it may not seem like it but i'm ex actually extremely sensitive um 
I'm a huge humanitarian and people are crying for solutions these days in this uh, ridiculous world atmosphere. You don't know what's going to happen or whatever. And this solution of metaphysics or magic or occultism, whatever you want to call it, is exceptional and they need to find it. I agree completely. Listeners, that's everything that I have for this week. Thank you again to Dr. Herman for being here, and I will see you next week. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Need even more? Subscribe to Patreon and YouTube for exclusive bonus content. Order a themed witchcraft box every month through Witch Wednesdays on Etsy. Be sure to follow on Instagram at Witch Wednesdays Podcast. Find all these links and more at witchwednesdays.com.